Hey everyone, this is the Hopecast from Hope Church RVA. I am Rachel Dawson and I'm part of the communications team here at Hope. And I'm joined today by our West Creek campus pastor, Pete Bowell. We are here to have a conversation about common questions and life and faith in under 30 minutes. And today, Pete, I really want to ask you about the benediction, the words that you kind of say at the very end of a service when you preach. You always use this line, or very often you use this line, you go nowhere by accident. So I would love for you to share where that came from and some of the story behind that phrase that you often use in the benediction. I am very excited to talk about that. Thank Yay, you. Yeah. Um, but uh-huh. beforehand, uh, you said <laughs> uh, we talk about life and faith in 30 minutes or less? Yeah. That's right. Well, how do we get life together in 30 <laughs> minutes or less? We're not trying to solve things here. We're just having right, conversations. Just snippets, because people only can pay attention for so That's long. Right. That's right. Yep. Yes. Keep it short and sweet. <laughs> well, right before we went on air, Rachel, I said to you that um, sometimes the benediction, mm-hmm. which literally means good word, we call it a blessing, Yep. Uh, but really it means good word or good word to you, uh, is some of the... Um, most redeemable parts of a Sunday morning for me. Mm-hmm. Like if the sermon goes too long or I think there's something complicated there or you sense uh, in the people you're preaching to that maybe it's not landing like it mm-hmm. did for you, um, God's Word never comes back void. Mm-hmm. So I trust in that as a qualifier here. Sure, sure. <laughs> so we don't get emails. Well, it's not <laughs> about the way you speak anyway, Pete. I understand that. But um, when you get to raise your arms over people, it's a privilege, it's an honor mm. to, to say, despite um, my own failings and shortcomings, God has given mm-hmm. me the opportunity to preach His Word and to lift my hands over people and to say, this is a good word for you. Mm. Um, even if the last 25 or 30 minutes hasn't felt like a good word, this is a good word for you. Yeah. And I often say, you go nowhere by accident. Mm-hmm. And that's my benediction. Um, before I talk about Dick Halverson, who mm-hmm. actually uh, was a mentor to me and used to say that at the end of many of his services, mm-hmm. I'm interested in yours. <laughs> I mean, is my benediction your favorite, <laughs> Rachel is. or yes, David's yes, or, often. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite, favorite one. No, but um, yeah. Is there a line or an influence for you that feels like a benediction? Yeah, I actually, as we were thinking about this topic, one came to mind. So Emily Roig, who has led worship at Hope for a long time, um, she has since moved on to some new adventures in her own life, but she wrote this song um, that she's sang at our Easter services this year, and the song is called You Are Loved, and I had not heard it before. I'd heard her talk about it, but we were at um, a rehearsal the week leading up to Easter, so it was kind of this... I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday night and they were practicing and I was in the room. Nobody was really there yet. There's just a couple staff people kind of popping in and I just was sitting there as an opportunity for me to worship, right? Normally when we're working in a church, you um, often are busy during Sunday services, especially at Easter. So it was beautiful just to get to hear her sing this song. And I've been wrestling through a lot of things in my life and had been in a season where the Lord was really doing some work in my heart. And she sang these words of you are loved, you are loved. And she mm-hmm. had these different stories kind of throughout this song. And we'll link it in the show notes. So people can listen. Um, but man, I fell to the floor, like on my knees in a posture wow. that I don't normally get in a whole lot, especially wow. at Hope. Um, and I just broke down and was sobbing. And I felt like for her to sing over me kind of these words of the Lord saying that you are loved, you are loved, you are loved, and all these wow come on in you wanderer, come on in these, these stories of people and things that I resonated with in my own life and story. And for her to sing that over me felt 
like a gift. And even for you to talk about raising your hands at the end, um, as the band came off after singing that song, I was still on my knees kind of crying on the floor. Um, and Kelsey Harrell, one of our other worship leaders came up and put her hand on my head and just Mm. spoke over me. You are loved again. Mm. And it just felt like, I mean, like getting chills thinking about, I just like this really holy moment where the words that Emily had written and were singing. And then the words that Kelsey came and spoke over me, um, were really a benediction. They were giving me this gift of a reminder of my belovedness. And I have the word beloved tattooed on my arm. It's something that I wrestle with but want to remember that I am beloved and that I would give that to other people Mm. as a gift too I put it on my right hand so when I shake people's hands I'm remembering that they are beloved that I would give them that gift of belovedness as well and so Mm. that's for me it's a song it's a phrase it's um really a gift that she gave me and through those words um that's beautiful Rachel thanks for your vulnerability and sharing that yeah yeah I'm uh, sensing that moment for you even now as you share it and Mm -hmm. you said it was like a holy moment yeah and when I think of the word holy I think of literally its meaning of being set apart Mm -hmm. um I think sometimes people think about holiness as perfection, and there is a sense of that, and only our God is holy, mm-hmm. but he bestows his blessing on us. And these are set-apart times yeah. when all of a sudden God speaks into our heart mm-hmm. so that you are loved. That's a that's a great benediction. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, this idea of you going nowhere by accident, um, I was at a church in Washington, D.C. for several years, and a guy named Richard Halverson, who you mm-hmm. actually used, who wanted to try to make it in Hollywood Ooh. long ago out okay. in California. And he was born and raised out there in California, had a very poor upbringing, raised in a trailer. Hmm. And um, he, at the end of every service at Fourth Presbyterian Church, would say, you go nowhere by accident. Wherever you go, God is sending you. Wherever you go, God is there with you. Um there were so many rich things about Dick Halverson. He had this like, um, <laughs> the Bible says that no one has ever seen God, but you feel like he had this God-like presence. He had mm. this white hair and this <laughs> booming voice, this booming Hollywood voice. You mm-hmm. go nowhere by accident. Mm-hmm. And at the end of every service, this is sort of an aside, he would also, at the end of the evening service, he would get up and behind one of the pillars that were up front uh, towards where he preached, he would hide behind one of the pillars, <laughs> literally. And then he would start to sing to the congregation, almost a blessing. And he would say, uh, oh, what was it? It was called Perfect Peace. God will keep thee in perfect peace, whose mind (laughs) is stayed on thee. I mean, he did that lower booming voice. That's cool. But he would always say, you know, or by accident. Hmm. And the story of that comes from this. He uh, often would travel. Uh, Uh He was a a good communicator. And so he was flying out of Washington, D.C. one day. Mm. And I've told this story a few times because I don't want to take credit for you going over by accident. (laughs) It's something that was inspiring to me, and I wanted to pass it on to others. So he would fly out of Washington, D.C., and he would look out the plane window, and it would, it's cool, you know, if you're flying. Oh, yeah. You ever thought, oh, we're, oh, we're yeah, flying yeah. over James River or, you know, is, wherever. Yep. That's in Richmond, Virginia, for those of you that are listening around <laughs> the world. You're flying over a place you want to see, uh, maybe even your neighborhood. And he thought, oh, maybe I'll see the steeple of our church. It was a big church, uh, a big steeple in, in Bethesda, Maryland. And uh, he couldn't see it. He couldn't find it. But all of a sudden, God laid on his heart. You're thinking about it the wrong way. Mm. Your church is in that Senate building down there. Your church is in the Capitol. Your church is in homes. Your church is in neighborhoods. Your church is in that office building. Mm -hmm. And he thought, wow, 
we often think about going to church, but God reminded him that the church is a living body. It's out there. Mm -hmm. It's all of us. Yeah. Therefore, you go nowhere by accident. Mm -hmm. You are the church. Mm -hmm. Wherever you go, God is sending you. And the scripture he attaches to it is from Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. And then he says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone and the new is here. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us mm. the ministry of reconciliation. And then it goes on to say in verse 20, we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Mm. So when, when I say go nowhere by accident, it comes out of that verse. It's scripturally based. We are Christ ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Um Sometimes uh, people will find a parking place. Oh, the parking lot's jammed here at Christmas. I want to get into the store quickly. And we're like, okay, Lord, help me to find one. And we're like, there it is. There I is. go nowhere by accident. God gave me the place. <laughs> it has a little bit of a deeper meaning than that. Mm -hmm. um, it is, uh, we go as ambassadors for Christ. Um, I don't know. Do you ever see yourself that way, Rachel? When you leave hope and you go out into the community or you're sitting on your front deck and you see people think, oh, uh, or you're walking neighborhood, do you, do you ever have this sense of, I think I'll say hi to that dog walker because I just want him to know how much God loves him like he loves me. Do you yeah, know? I think for me, maybe less in person because I'm more of an introvert and often... Um, I am too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, I've, I've seen more of that play out um, online or on social media and places where I've shared snippets of my story and I've seen, um, I, you sometimes don't know with social media, right? It's a little bit different than in person when you can sure. see the other side of the conversation. Sure. And so often I'll post something or I'll share something that I feel like, um, God is kind of stirring in my heart to share, or yeah. I'll just, you know, write a caption or put a story up right, and think right. like, I don't know. I felt like I should say that, but I don't know if anybody's going to receive it well, if they're going to hear it well. Right. And the messages I've received from people who have found things meaningful or have found something inspiring right. or they've been challenged to read the word or I've been talking a lot about memorizing scripture. People have said that they've started doing that too, or they've gone to counseling and found hope there in a way that, cause I've shared about my story with counseling. Those things for me are these pointers of, wow, there is a reason and there was more behind that kind of stirring in my heart. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I listen when I feel that I don't always, but the times right. where I do, and I receive these messages back, it reminds me that God is working in those things and right. it's, and everything, like we've said before, it can be redeemed and used. Um, and I want to do that. Well, I want to be a good steward of that. Yeah. It's something that I'm constantly aware of, especially with, um, you know, platforms and opportunities right. and conversations, people that you encounter. I kind of, right. I pray often that I would have an open, open eyes, open hands and open heart to be available to what God might want to do. Cause it, it can be easy to not do that. <laughs> right. Well, and the core of what you said is there's time when you just want to share really what you're saying is I want people to know it's going to be okay yeah. and that they're loved and that there's help out there if they need it. And here's the word of God. And here's things that I memorize. I know you're a reader. You mm -hmm. read a ton. Um, <laughs> In fact, what is it, like 30 books a month or something? It's a like, lot, yeah. yeah. My goal is 200 for the year, but I'm off track. I'm behind. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. I'll do 200 in a lifetime. Yeah, that's I know okay. I do enjoy reading it, but out of reading, sometimes these, these authors that speak of Scripture, too, mm-hmm. um, remind us of things, and mm-hmm. then we can throw them out there, and that's what can be redeemable on social media when so much is not redeemable, yeah. you know, that, yeah. that here's, here's truth that comes from God's Word. And, uh, you know, this idea of... Um, you go know what by accident is is uh, was true for Dick Halverson's life. Mm. Um, after he served at Fourth Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. and this is by the way almost like a little mini biography yeah, of him because I want to so honor him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was asked to be the chaplain of the United States Senate mm-hmm. because the church was in Bethesda, Maryland, okay. near DC. Yeah. Uh, there were politicians that went there, senators, Congress people. And uh, at one point they said, would you consider being the chaplain of the United States Senate? And he was. Well, his reputation was not the prayers that he prayed every morning before the Senate began its duty, because they, they, there are Senate chaplains now that do that. His reputation was how well he cared for um, the people that held the door for the senators, mm. uh, the cooks in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew their names. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to share with them uh, love. He could have sat in that office. And, you know, power can corrupt people. Like, oh, guess who I know? And mm-hmm. you just feel good about knowing that person. He didn't, he just knew Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And he shared that same love with people, no matter what their position yeah. or power was. I, um, I think about that because um, we all feel this conflict, right? When we're driving around wherever we are and we see the person on the street with the cardboard sign, they need help. We often first question their motivation mm-hmm. before we think, how can I just even look at the person and smile? I may not feel like I need to give or want to give, but can you make eye contact? Mm-hmm. Are you afraid they're going to come over to the window? You know what? I've got to trust the Lord. So I look at them and I smile. Sometimes I'm able to give. Sometimes I'm not. Uh, but wherever we go, mm-hmm. we go nowhere by accident. This world is in desperate need of encouragement. I, I love the etymology of that word. In, sometimes I wonder, am I saying that right? Entomology? No, that's a study of bugs, Pete. But the <laughs> etymology, the, the yeah. origin to that word, the encourage, put courage into people, help them to smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be encouraging people today. Mm-hmm. The scripture says as long as it's called today. Therefore, uh, if the church isn't going to do that, if people of faith aren't going to do that, then who is? What are the voices they're going to hear? I uh, uh, was talking to some teachers recently, and it's been a very difficult time as a public educator. Mm -hmm. And the teacher said, you know, it feels to me that there's uh, kids in three different places in life. Mm -hmm. There's red light kids, yellow light kids, and green light kids. Mm -hmm. And he said a lot of them are in the yellow area and they'll either be influenced by the red lights which are like right now their behavior is going down a road that is negative or the green lights mm-hmm. ones that'll really be giving life so i love the imagery because sometimes you'll see the the yellow lights right in the middle and we're in the place where we can be an influence for the green for the mm-hmm. green growth of jesus christ mm-hmm. we're getting off track here but um you go nowhere by accident, Rachel. Yeah. Wherever yeah. we go, God is sending us. Well, what about difficult times or challenges? Or what if I'm doing sinful behavior? I think we need to keep it in the context of this Second Corinthians. No, mm-hmm. you go nowhere by accident as you were in the Lord. Mm-hmm. 
And the Lord is always going to be trying to turn you from a place you shouldn't be. And he'll show you a way out if mm-hmm. you're in a place you shouldn't be because he wants you to go as an ambassador for him, as a reconciler for him. You go nowhere by accident. Yeah. There's something beautiful about all of all of these things. Are, it's not necessarily um, like we have to do some massive, incredible work to change the world, right? I think so much of what we're talking about, these little things where... Um, in my story with Emily, you know, she she wrote a song, she sang the song, and then that planted a seed in my heart, changed something in my life that yeah. then has had ripple effects beyond that. Um, you don't know what the the dignifying the person on the street corner with a an eye contact and a smile will do later on. You don't know what these you know conversations with somebody at the grocery store line will lead to. But I think if we can be open and available to what the Lord might be prompting us to say, if it's a you know complimenting a stranger or holding a door open for someone, you've talked about this in the past, just you know smiling at someone in the grocery store aisle. Those little things can be. Um, encouragement encouragement to people who yeah. we will never necessarily know the impact that, that can have, but it can lead to greater things and yeah. start to be, like you said, kind of um, pulling and pointing toward the good in the world. And I love the idea that we are sent out into the world to be that. Yes. Um, yes. You know, when I go through the Starbucks line, when I'm going to drive through sometimes, uh, when I order, whenever I order through drive through, uh-huh. I usually add a little something, um, um, to maybe try to engage that person who's been taking orders all day. So I'll say, yes, I'll have a um, a delicious, hot uh, caramel macchiato, please. Or I'll go through, um, oh, I almost feel like I shouldn't share this, but if I go through McDonald's and I need a, a quick meal, you know, a quick dollar meal, I'll say, could I have one of those delicious hamburgers? And let's throw in some French fries. And my doctor also told me to drink a Coke with it. And they may not get it, sure. but if I get a little smile or a little laugh, sometimes yeah. that will create an engagement right. up at the drive through window. And so, Rachel, whether you're an introvert, like you say you mm-hmm. are, or an extrovert, we can always be looking. If we really believe that, that we go over by accident, it opens our eyes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I don't want to go too far afield here, and it's complicated for those folks that um, um, are asking for money on the street corners. Uh, I don't want to get into the details of that or whether we should support financially or not there. I think we should err on the side of support. But even that smile or even that look is so important to bringing encouragement because we're ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. For the one, uh, imagine Jesus Christ in the car with you and seeing these beggars. There were many, many in his day. He couldn't help every one of them. But for some reason, he was so engaging that people even just wanted to touch the hem of his garment. Mm -hmm. I heard once uh, a podcast about we should be dusty. Mm -hmm. We should be close enough to Jesus that the dust from his sandals and the Palestinian soil would land upon our own clothing, Mm -hmm. that we would be the love of Christ to other people. Uh, And so when think about those people that are holding that cardboard sign. How many people do look away? Compared to the people that look at them and smile, even mm-hmm. if they don't aren't able to give them money, that look at them and smile. Um, I want to be the one that looks. Yeah, you go nowhere by accident. That's so good. There's a, a song I heard on Christian radio recently that I I don't I'm not going to get the words exactly right, but this idea that you, we can look at the world around us and see the need, see the brokenness, see the hurt, the devastation, the tragedy, the, all of these things, and feel like God, where are you? What are you yeah. doing? And the song said, really, like God did do something. He sent you. We, as Christ's ambassadors, are the ones that he has given and put into the world to 
do the reconciling work, to be the ones who spread good news, to show others that they are loved, to have our eyes and our ears open to where the spirit might be leading us and asking us to serve or love or give or connect. Um, and it's striking to me that when we think about the church is bigger than just a building and all of these thousands and thousands of believers around the world, that how much good can come from that, how much love can spread through each of those people and the ways that they might be reaching out in their own little orbits. I'm almost like picturing all these people and the the ripple effects out, outward from them. It's so much bigger than a church or a building. And if we can see our lives and the places we go as outreach um, into the world and building the kingdom of God wherever we go and in all of those places we inhabit, how beautiful a picture that is of just really covering the world with the love and peace and grace of Christ, that that's a beautiful picture that's That's, encouraging That's so good. And even uh, if you're not having a great day, Mm -hmm. to be able to look to say, yes, but I'm still an ambassador. Mm -hmm. Um, You go nowhere by accident. Jesus went to the cross. Uh, one of the great um, encouragements to me in the midst of suffering or when others are suffering um, is something that uh, Tim Keller preached right after the 9-1-1-2001 when the plane flew into the building mm-hmm. when he said, I could not believe in Christ except for the cross, mm-hmm. that he understood our suffering. And uh, we may not always, always understand what we're going through right now, but I love what Job says in the midst of his suffering. Mm-hmm. But I know my Redeemer lives, and in the end, he will stand on the earth. So that word to me, even in the midst of a suffering time or a hard day, allows me to continue to go nowhere by accident, to bring even in the midst of suffering maybe a good word for someone else. I can't tell you how much I admire uh, those who are in depression or those who are suffering from cancer but still have a smile on their face or still try to move forward. Uh, it's a great encouragement to me. Sometimes people, that they know your story, for you just to keep engaging, mm-hmm. to me that's like, thank you for going nowhere by accident mm-hmm. and giving love to other people. I appreciate it. Mm, it's beautiful. Oh, well, thank you all so much for listening today. Um, you are not here by accident and not listening by accident, and we are grateful for that. Hey, can I close with a benediction and you Please can go do. do the closing words? Please do. Rachel, mm. <laughs> you go don't worry by accident. Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, God is sending you. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, God is there. Go in his peace and his love. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.